Hello and welcome to Soulful Valley, the podcast for people who want to improve their quality of life through caring about their mental, emotional and spiritual well-being. I'm your host, Katie Carey, and I will be sharing wisdom and ideas from myself and some expert authors, coaches and energy healers that could be just what you need to hear to transform your life today. is a certified functional nutritional therapy practitioner with a farm stay clinic operating from her regenerative farm in Mudgee Regional NSW. She believes we all have the capacity to heal from health obstacles because she's experienced this for herself. After 35 years of falling through the conventional medical system's cracks, Sally-Ann had her first child. Postnatal depression and an autoimmune condition swooped in and stole her spark. Getting nowhere when test results came back normal, Sally-Ann took matters into her own hands and hit the books. Studying to become an FNTP, Sally-Ann learned that she could also help others. She knew from her own experience that people need a hands-on approach to empower them to make lasting changes. All people are bio-individual and require different solutions. Functional nutrition assesses symptoms and ties it back to the root cause organ. That coupled with the physical hands-on functional in-clinic assessment deeper unexplained health issues can be unlocked. Sally-Ann prides herself on empathy and understanding, meeting her clients at any stage of their health journey. Because she's experienced many of the same symptoms as her clients, she's able to keenly decipher messages and symptoms from the body. Sally-Ann believes that the healing journey is not complicated, but it can feel overwhelming. Everyone is a bio-individual. No one dietary approach will work for all. The magic happens when we tune into how particular foods make us feel. When dietary and environmental burdens are removed, we begin to heal rapidly. When we know what to eat, how to say no without feeling deprived and connecting with our food system is true empowerment. Sally-Ann's passion is implementing simple and sustainable lifestyle solutions for women who want to show up in their lives. She would be honoured if you would let her hold your hand to wellness. Good morning, Sally-Ann. Welcome to Soulful Valley. Oh, thank you, Katie. I'm so honoured to be sharing this space with you this morning or your morning, my evening. Yeah, I'm excited to have you here because uh, my journey has been a lot to do with lack of knowledge around food so your chapter excites me I I can't wait to share you with everybody and uh, (laughs) and I would love for you to share a bit more with our listeners about your chapter and your journey without giving too much away because you still need to go and read the book to get the uh, the real value from it (laughs) yeah absolutely and um Yeah, so just I I think my journey was probably a little bit similar to yours, Katie, in the Mm. sense that I didn't have a lot of a connection with with how food was responding in my body and it was cascading into mental health concerns for me. So I had chronic anxiety and when I fell pregnant with my my children, um, an autoimmune condition that I had when I was a child came back and it started to uh, wreak havoc with um, the way that my blood was clotting and it would have been a 
significant concern had I had any complications in birth. So my, my primary concern went from probably not really having a lot of mindfulness around how I was eating or where I was eating or what I was eating um, until I fell pregnant and this autoimmune started flagging on my blood tests and then there was risks obviously associated with birth. And that's when I started to understand or start asking questions to the medical team around, well, why? Like why, why is this pre-presenting and what can I do? And I just, I had people, I had practitioners laugh at me. I had the nursing team uh, for the midwifery just saying, oh, well, one out of four women has this problem, so don't worry about it. Um, but I don't know about you, if you're, you're, you're being told that your first birth with your child, should there be a complication, you'll just bleed out and die because your blood doesn't clot. Well, didn't really sit overly well on the empowering front for me. Mm. So kind of... <laughs> um, I started to listen to podcasts. I don't know how I became a um, in, intrigued, but I found a particular podcast host that I really connected in with their message, and I just went down the rabbit hole. I listened to podcast after podcast. So, how long ago was that? Because it's podcasts that when I when I was um, starting to become disabled and struggling to get to work mm. it was podcasts I started listening in the car all the time I was listening to podcasts that was about four four years ago how long ago was that for you yeah so for me yeah so that would be five years ago for me mm. and so when I look back at the cascade of my health concerns now that as a practitioner I actually understand what those clues were within my body now that I know like I have I, I understand those clues um but we're not taught this stuff. And, you know, what fascinates me is we all have a human body, those that are listening, <laughs> unless there's pets <laughs> listening, but we've, at this point in time we all have a human body. And guess what? We all eat food. And we all eat food between three to six times a day and we have no tools or training as to how that food responds in our body or actually even the parasympathetic nervous system and how that plays a role in how we assimilate the nutrients. Because we could be eating the best diet in the world and I see clients show up and they say, I've changed everything, I eat so clean, and they do. But then there's a there's another issue, there's an issue deeper, which might be that they're not di their digestion has been in a stress response either because of foods that are created in an allergic response or just their, their general function of hydrochloric acid production is not robust enough and, and the reason being is that we just eat too quickly we're mm. eating in the car on the way to work we'll grab something in you know at the grab and go a little cafe we'll grab a sandwich it'll be wrapped we'll be running to the next thing and the next thing and even just I've got a lot of clients and they say we sit in front of the television and we watch we, we watch tv while we eat and I don't know about you but even just that experience you know you're, you're totally disconnected from the food Mm. at that point in time so there's simple things that I usually would indicate to clients to be mindful of and so the first one is when we're about to start and have a meal make sure we are in a relaxed state and actually think of that food to the point where you start that saliva you can feel that saliva production occurring in your mouth because that is a cascade clue for the rest of the digestion system to go hello we're on guys it's our time and so that's where all the, the enzymes start getting produced by the gallbladder and the, um, the, the large intestine starts firing to start absorbing those nutrients. And so instead of it being a mindless exercise, we now become conscious 
of of that process and um and basically really benefit from that by assimilating and, and, and absorbing those nutrients so there's so many things that we would benefit from learning around food <laughs> definitely Absolutely. and I, I wish I wish I was taught it at school and um, I, I only I only discovered because I was running I was a Reiki master uh, yeah Reiki master and I was running a, a mental health yeah. charity and we were giving alternative therapies to people to help them but I started to get ill and I was diagnosed with fibro uh, with IBS when I was in my early 20s so we're talking 30 years ago and the only option for that it was to give me pills mm. nobody uh, nobody ever said anything about nutrition I was very uh, uneducated about nutrition didn't occur to me at all and when I was started to uh, when I was running the charity I had a lady that came to help us who was a mindfulness teacher and she was mm. a kinesiologist and my there were things starting to show up in my body then I was struggling to walk I had kidney stones and she did a kinesiology test on me and told me about the foods that I was intolerant to and I still didn't take it seriously I went and had some tests then that could show me on a piece of paper that showed me exactly the same food she told me so then I started to, <laughs> then I started to pay attention and then I went to a um, colonic hydrotherapist who told me that when, because I was, I was, I was doing this the way I used to do diets. I'd have a bad day and then I would <laughs> beat myself up, eat yeah. all the rubbish, all of that sort of stuff. And then she told me that gluten sits in your gut for three months if you eat gluten. And that's when I got serious. Half a and, yeah. And that's when mm. I got serious then. And I, immediately I lost two stone when I, I just completely mm. cut out gluten and yeast which is not easy because I'm, I can't really move about much. I can't walk properly. So it's, uh, yeah. it, it was, it was brilliant. That, that, and then I realized that all of those issues had come from there in the first place and the leaky gut and, you know, leaky guts leaking into your muscles and your bones and bloodstream and creating the inflammation yeah. and the pain and the oh, osteoarthritis yeah. Yeah. all over my body and fibromyalgia. So, yeah. And it's only because mm. I was watching videos in other countries about fu functional therapists talking about these things that I learned anything at all yeah so yeah it's 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 important to uh and I feel it's it's important as well because I want my kids to um they're adults now and I can I can see they've got some stuff going on that they're not taking seriously yet either <laughs> they're still having fun in their 20s aren't they and you know you can just you feel like you're a bit indestructible yeah and then I discovered <laughs> that my auntie my dad's sister we hadn't been in contact for a few years she has exactly the same diagnosis as me and, and I think part of it's stress because we were both related to my dad mm. <laughs> part, part of it is his <laughs> nutrition <laughs> I'm sorry I shouldn't, I shouldn't laugh <laughs> god god rest his soul he knows he's all forgiven but there, there is a there is more of it than a genetic connection here <laughs> there's the food and there's the stress the the relationship right so we and, and the power that we've given away for our own health like we we're, we're in this environment and I don't know about you but this was me so I would have a symptom I'd go to my general practitioner 
I would say I'm getting chronic migraines, like the migraines were debilitating to the point where I thought I was going to die. They would give me anxiety attacks. That's how severe they were. Um, I would also have, um, it would all be around my cycle, my period. I'd go to the general practitioner. They'd say, look, you're low in iron. Um, take these iron tablets. I never asked why. And so anemia is actually quite often the first clue of the body being out of balance. And the amount of women that come to see me at the latter stages of their health that say, I've I've had a chronic history of being unresponsive to iron and and, and anemia, and it's so interesting, and then you watch the the rest of the, the symptoms. So if we start viewing our body as a temple, or as a, a, a as our vessel to communicate with us, our body has clues. So if we're constipated, it's a clue. Drink more water, or there's food sensitivities. If we've got diarrhea, there's definitely inflammation in that gut. So you want to try and figure out what's causing the inflammation. And 90% of my clients, well, actually 100% of my clients, I get off gluten. There's a, a great doctor called Dr. Tom O'Brien out of the US who does refer to um, gluten and he is um, a maestro in this space. So if you're wanting to get more information about why gluten is an, an evil demon, <laughs> you you need you need you can connect in with him. And I so nine everyone I get off gluten, dairy actually creates a lot of um, immune response in the body. But I'll give you an example within my own healing journey. We um as I was going to a more paleo ancestral style of eating, I started to incorporate a lot of coconut. So I started coconut milk, coconut desiccated, coconut oil, coconut, coconut, coconut. And then I became allergic to coconut. So if you've got one sensitivity with food or a history of food sensitivities, it's not static and it will change as your healing journey progresses. So for me recently I tested um, beetroot and it was in, I, intuitively I knew we've got to get back to this intuition, right? Mm. So if you're buying these vegetables and you, because you think that they're healthy like kale and they're sitting on your shelf or they're sitting in the fridge and they're going limp because you're not reaching for them, that could be a clue that they are creating an allergic propensity in the body. It could be your innate wisdom actually listening and tuning in. So I've got a, a young kid actually who came with his mum. He's 16 and we did the we, I can do muscle testing for foods. And um, he, we thought, oh, we, we brought his body back into balance with some support supplements um, after I was able to functionally assess the 35 points on his body that correspond to his internal organs. So they connect in with meridians. And uh, he said, test, test onion, test onion, because he said all his life, mum, I, I don't like onion, I don't like onion. And his mum's like, come on, just try it, it's not that bad. And, you know, tried to do it in five different ways. And they've had this long-standing giggle and his body was like no to onion like there was a big big no and he I said the body never lies so that's been his little mantra to his mum every time he um he discovers new things about his own healing journey he he will constantly say the body never lies mum and it it doesn't it gives us clues constantly we need to take our reliance not out of the external system start coming within and start asking ourselves, how do I feel after this? And there's a very simple test which I share in the book, which is called the pulse test, Cocos pulse test. And you can take your pulse before you eat a particular food in isolation. So if you, you wouldn't do a banana bread, you do a banana cake, a banana, for for example. Take your pulse for one minute. There's your resting pulse. Once you're seated and relaxed, like if you've just done a marathon up your driveway, don't do it. But 
just relax for a few minutes, get into that parasympathetic relaxed state that I talked about, take your pulse for a minute, put the food in your mouth for 30 seconds. You do not have to swallow it. Test your pulse again. If it goes up more than six, you have an allergic propensity to that food. And you shouldn't be eating it at this time of your healing journey. If you're an O positive blood type, it's four, not six. So this is a really simple, affordable way for you to test if a food is working for you or not. Mm. Try it with gluten, try it with bread, try it with yogurt, try it with cheese. See how it's playing out in your body. And once you find what I would deem or I call to my clients the inflammatory foods, now they could be like me, coconut, can be avocado, could be beetroot, can be any food in the spectrum, even the healthy ones that we mm. call healthy, you, your body will tell you whether or not it needs it. Once you figure out that plan and you work through what you would normally eat because we're all very much creatures of habit, um, you can start navigating the removal of inflammation in your own body. And that's when true healing starts. So once we start to remove that inflammation, that leaky gut, our body goes into healing mode. The weight that you are carrying will shift. You won't even have to try. It will literally, once you go into that zone, and it takes about four to six weeks of removing those inflammatory foods, bringing in those nourishing, supporting foods, so things like um, grass-fed bone broth, Uh, slow cooked three hours for people with histamine responses you can go harder if you don't have like nasally congestion issues or don't have food intolerances Um, apple pectin so granny smith apples cooked down in water you can add some cinnamon be careful cinnamon can be quite a trigger so you can do that pulse test with the cinnamon oh i have that just with water until it (laughs) i have cinnamon yeah so my porridge and cinnamon yeah i better do wouldn't i because some of these things i'm putting in and so yeah (laughs) yeah Yep, and we do, right, because we like the flavour of it, but it's a little bit like caffeine. I don't know if you've you've ever had a caffeine addiction, but we love the caffeine because it creates that immune response. It's basically that dopamine hit. Mm. So if you've had a a history of mental health obstacles, you're constantly chasing the the dopamine, and that's Mm. obviously why a lot of um, people with mental health lean on self-medication and drugs, you know, whether it be smoking and the dopamine given from the nicotine speaking from experience here, alcohol, um, you know, to numb that, that anxious mind, that racing mind. But food allergies create that racing mind, right? And, 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 so once and some of the can, work that I've yeah. done has, has found sugar is the root of alcohol addiction. And B vitamin deficiency, yeah. believe it or not. Mm. Yeah, but, yeah, absolutely, because what you're doing is you're a little bit like, and I, I say to most clients, particularly women, We've got an epidemic of diabetics um, in the world. You know, type 2 diabetes is technically an autoimmune condition. It is brought on through the eating of refined carbohydrates and sugars. So we wake up in the morning and what a typical person would do is they'd eat a cereal out of a box, which is a refined carbohydrate. So what does the blood sugar do? It goes whoop, up, 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 up. We have a a cup of coffee after that so what does it what does it do blood sugar goes up, 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 up even more then the body's got to regulate it to bring it back into homeostasis and then we'll probably have a muffin or something sweet at about 10 30 <laughs> um, blood sugar up, up 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 we get to lunch what do we have carbohydrate laden sandwich pasta salad again refined carbohydrates up 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 up, up. back down again 3 p.m i need a coffee what, what happens again? Blood sugar goes up and then you get home, we have that refined cup. There's no healthy fats in there to, to, to stabilise the blood sugar. Then women are waking up four or five times a night to urinate. 
They can't mm -hmm. help it. There's an insurgence. So then they're not getting any sleep. So then they're putting on weight. Their liver can't detox hormones because it's too heavy working to assimilate the blood sugar dysregulation. So absolutely, because keeping in mind that alcohol at the end of that day is it is it is that next part of that bringing the blood sugar up. Yeah. <laughs> and um, we've just created this hell for ourselves, and yet we go to the doctor and we say, oh, "I'm not feeling great," and then give us an antidepressant. And that might be a good solution for people. But nothing like that should be taken with a grain of salt. Get on the relevant websites to look at the side effects of these drugs. A lot of clients come yeah. to me with lists of side effects that are from these drugs that they're taking. I, so they're I, coming to me for certain chronic issues. When, when the doctor, so. you know, was trying to help me, it was all it was all painkillers and antidepressants. As soon as uh, as soon as he diagnosed me with fibromyalgia, it was antidepressants. And I was a mindfulness teacher by then. And I'd, stu I'd studied CBT and psychology. And, you know, there wasn't, I wasn't depressed. I was, I was dealing with it quite well. But with fibromyalgia, I know there is a, a serotonin deficiency or a deficiency in creating serotonin. So I could feel flat, but I, I was always positive. And, and always looking on the bright side but then I noticed my um, health deteriorating even more my mobility deteriorated more my memory deteriorated I couldn't talk properly believe it or not now I'm doing a podcast but I, I when I first met my my son's partner before they were married I couldn't have a proper conversation with him I kept getting stuck with my words and it was so frustrating and I was studying my degree and it was my final year and I knew when the exam was coming up there was no way I was going to pass it so I just made this decision, no, I'm not taking any more pills. And I weaned myself off and then I've done it naturally ever since. But where I would be now if I hadn't have done that three, four years ago, I don't know. I'd, I'd dread to think where, where that would have led me. So it's so important to, to pay attention to what these things are actually doing to you, isn't it? And, and what those clues are from the body, right? So mm. I guess you've now done some of the deeper work because you've eliminated those refined um, products from your diet. You're probably mm. eating a lot more holistically, a lot more whole foods, foods that have life, that are life-giving. And so when we connect back to that, and I don't know, I mean, I, I, I don't eat out now because, well, we live in a small regional town. I'm a regenerative farmer. So we're re we're, we've got bees, we've got our own chickens, so I have organic eggs, we've got our own lambs. Um, we'll be slaughtering our first lamb. Um, actually this month for, for our own consumption. Um, and we've got uh, shares and co-op you know, co with uh, cattle that we also um, own. So we'll be, we'll be slaughtering that as well for our own consumption. And I know what they've been fed. I know that they've been loved. I know that their lives have been robust. And once we tune back into how those foods make us feel, but I guess where I was going with that is now that I eat the way that we eat and everyone might call it weird, but I just call it normal now. It's called nutrient-dense, nourishing, whole foods, local diet. Mm. You can't go to go to, out to, to eat and the options are just poor. Like I, I look at the food and I think, well, no wonder we've got a type 2 diabetes situation. No wonder we've got children with ADHD and we're not giving them any essential fatty acids, which is fundamental for brain function and mood like I know now as a practitioner that has suffered with mental health concerns for the majority of my life um, I didn't know about essential fatty acids I didn't know that you needed these things for your brain to function no one ever told me um, mm -hmm. so I just feel very sad because there's a lot of parents out there struggling with children also that have 
these concerns or these behavioural issues and really they're just crying out in a lot of cases for nutrient density in, in their world. Um, and it's, uh, we're living in a very strange time. We <laughs> are, but the, the great thing is, is that people like you are, are talking about it and sharing it in books now. So let, let's, uh, let's True. push this book out to as many people as possible so that they do get educated. Because the only way you're going to and, discover is to educate yourself, yeah. isn't it? And and I guess relating to other people's stories as well. So, Katie, they're going to read your story and they're going to see the the triumph and the growth and the struggle and but the opportunity as well. And they're going to feel connected with you. And that's one of the biggest feedbacks that we've had with the authors is that mm-hmm. everybody that's read it has connected in with one of the stories and or more. They've seen themselves and they've been able to facilitate their own growth through sharing those stories. And for I think I mean it's a dollar twenty eight Australian, I think it's ninety nine P in, in your your side of the world. But it all goes to mental health charity. It does. <laughs> so it's just a, a winner, isn't it? And all of the reviews have been brilliant so, so far. So that's beautiful as well how did you come to be in the book I um I saw a post that Bridget had and the top and the the topic really spoke to me you know intuitive um knowing her truth I I really I don't know I just had I just felt compelled again you know that that journey of um (laughs) that journey of experience and being compelled and listening to the gut you know I was asking Mm. my inner self whether or not that was um what I should do and I got a very strong resounding yes so intuition is something that I feel like we all have this phenomenal gift it's been disconnected through the foods that we eat and the water that we drink and the thoughts that we have (laughs) um the jobs that we perhaps do that we're not inspiring us and feeling connected with others Mm. so I I loved what Bridget was doing and I also love the fact that I got to look at I've had the chance to rub shoulders with so many extraordinary women and I feel like we're we're sandwiched into this book together and now and it's ah just the people magical isn't it it is is magical (laughs) I just I just won a competition the other day and the only reason that I was in it in the first place was because of Bridget (laughs) because somebody she she brought into our community who Patricia Suggs was uh, was doing a multi-author book. I sent someone her way to write a chapter and she invited me into this group and then I won this competition with a holiday and thousands of dollars worth oh. of he- healing and coaching. <laughs> oh, bless. Ma- manifesting at its best, eh? <laughs> oh, it's just where this is going is um, probably the thing that I didn't anticipate in, in the, the opportunities that it's created and the people that it's enabled me to surround myself with and, and their focus and their compassion and their their stories are just, wow, um, makes me feel very grateful. So it's been a very, very cathartic and rewarding experience. Yeah. <laughs> um, and we all have a story, don't we? All we of do. Us. <laughs> we do. And, and, and there, there are so many of us as well. When I've been reading through the chapters that, that really connect with me, there's things I've been through that other people have been through and, it is incredible it is it's brilliant <laughs> i want to be a publisher next <laughs> why not yeah i think i think i might do eventually <laughs> 
Sally Ann, where can our listeners find you if they want to know more? Because I really do think you should uh, go and find this absolutely incredible lady. Oh, thank you. I'm on Facebook as Sally Ann Kearns. And that's my personal profile, but I, I um, also have a, a group where I share recipes, kitchen hacks, meal plans, just general tips, things that I find that have been really interesting, primarily directed at female health, um, which is called Simple Wellness for Women. So you're welcome to look up that group and add yourself if you've got any questions. Um, if you're wanting to book in and just have a chat and do international consults, except for the USA, um, and that's on holdinghandswellness.com.au. And, uh, yeah, or just drop me an email, sally at holdinghandswellness.com.au or give me a call, whatever, just have a chat. <laughs> Wonderful. Is there anything else that you want to, to talk about that I haven't asked you? It's not just the food that we eat. It's the intention that we put behind it. And from a healing point of view, based on my own traumatic upbringing, the last 10% is always emotional. So you need to find what that looks like to you. And there's a woman doing some very powerful work um, that I had the privilege to chat to as part of my final assignment. And she's got a website called ourspiritualnutrition.com. And if you're feeling or facing a particular symptom, you can actually look up that website and it will tell you what the emotional component is and actually how to correct it. And she does all of that for free. So I think that's really powerful and mm. it has been a powerful tool in my own healing and um, it teaches us a lot about ourselves. So, you know, we can do the surface level stuff but we need you need to have a few tools in your tool belt. It's not just about food. It's about mindfulness. It's mm. about your community. It's about your passion projects. It's about, you know, deliberate movement. I'm not talking about, you know, crazy movement I just mean even gentle walking um, or what you're what you're capable of at that time of your healing um, and just moving just know that you're on track and for every five steps that you take forward in your healing journey you might take two backwards but at least you're going forwards continuously so just have faith have faith that you've got this and that you'll get to the bottom of it thank you so much for today sally Ann. it's been it's been thank wonderful. you Katie. thank you Bye for now. You're welcome. See you later. So ask yourself, is this for me? Give yourself some memories. Learn to trust your intuition now. Thank you for listening to the Soulful Valley podcast. Hopefully you will have heard something today that helps you feel a little lighter and more connected and aware of who you really are. My aim is to share love, light and wisdom, raise consciousness and ease suffering. If you've enjoyed the show, please subscribe, rate and review and let others know about this podcast if you think that it would help them in any way. You can find me at the Soulful Valley podcast page on Facebook, which is linked to my free Facebook support group where I often drop in with an oracle card and share lots of wisdom in many areas. My website is soulfulvalley.com. It should be live very soon. You can also connect with me on Instagram at soulfulvalley. 